Here's a quote from the American Marketing Association. Quote, in basic terms, marketing is the process of identifying customer needs and determining how best to meet those needs. In contrast, advertising promotes a company and its products or services through paid channels. In other words, advertising is a component of marketing. End quote. But we knew that already. I'm just saying that to remind you because today we have Nadja Gaussi, the chief marketing officer at Descript. Nadja is the CMO of Descript, the all-in-one simple but powerful tool that makes video and audio editing as easy as a document. She loves building all-star teams and inspirational products with the power to drive global market leadership. One of the things she values most at Descript is the universal mission to make more creators. She is passionate about the intersection of technology and creativity, especially where the opportunity exists to turn ideas into expression seamlessly, allowing more people to achieve their creative potential, something we love here. And we know Descript is not an ad agency, but a tech startup based in San Francisco from that description. Descript's goal is to eliminate the tedious work that often stands between an idea and its expression so that creators can focus on developing their craft instead of using tools. Breaking and Endering's goal is to help you, perhaps a creative content maker, get a job in advertising. So this episode has a couple of goals made especially for you. Goal number one, learn about Nadja's journey into tech marketing and what it takes to break in and thrive in the industry. Goal number two, highlight the benefits of Descript as a universal tool for creators and how it can help you break into advertising. And goal number three, explore her views on marketing and get as much advice as possible. And we reach all those goals in this episode and more. Nadja has listed some resources just for you as well. She recommends books, podcasts, and news sources that if you follow will help you break in and thrive in marketing above the competition. To find those resources, head over to our brand new website, www breaking-entering.com, all free, of course, for you, breaking-entering.com. And if you're a student looking to create and edit content for your portfolio, your podcast, vlog, or other video mediums, Descript offers a discounted student plan. That link is in the description. Now, on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast, and as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. Nadja Gaussi, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. Thank you so, so much for coming on. I'm super excited to have you. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you doing? Doing well. It's, it's warm here in Chicago today. I'm excited to get outside after work here. But that's not a big concern for you usually ever, probably, because it's always nice where you're at because you're in San Francisco area, correct? This is true. I lived in Chicago for grad school, so I have empathy for, I think, at least half of the year there. But I think the reality is we can always drive and see snow here. Yeah. Well, so you're in San Francisco, which kind of me leads to the conversation. We can probably predict and everybody knows already. But if you're in San Francisco, we're taking technology. That seems to be the case. It's not always on this podcast, but you are the CMO of Descript. And we can debate, right, whether it's Descript or Descript. Do you have the answer to that? 
We purposely have left that ambiguous because we take great joy in which way people go when they pronounce it. So you can use either. All right. The script it is for me. I'll be curious to where, are you going to mirror that? Descript. Oh, okay. We've already, we're already on a different <laughs> foot here. That's okay. Um, but so we're going to talk about what this is. It's, it's an amazing product. It's building, Descript builds simple and powerful all-in-one collaborative tools for new media creators, new media creators. And I reached out, we talked because I use it. And I think it's a great product for podcasting, video creation. Really, it's a good product. I want to talk about this right now. And you you will also too. But for aspiring advertisers specifically, because if you want to get in this industry straight off the bat, you need to create content. And I think this, I think if you want to get an advertising, Descript can help you create content to get you in the industry for your portfolio, to market your work. the opportunities are endless. So this is a really powerful platform that I want to bring up to the public here and to our listeners. Yeah. So just to build on that, we look at creators. Creators are in businesses. Creators are individuals. Creators trying to make their own brands and go to market like that. And we look at the content creation process as there are many aspects. When you think about the workflow from end to end, there's a part that is the creation side and the part that a lot of people get tripped up on, which is like, how do you make your raw material great? And that is with Descript, the simple and powerful is like we work as easy as a doc. So you can edit your audio file, you can edit video. And by the way, we look at them as one file, whether you, and when you, when you edit a video, you get an audio component, you get the video side as well. So when you think about it, you can very quickly make changes just by editing a doc. And we've even added some really amazing AI capabilities, things like a synthetic voice. So say, for example, you want to change an actual word that you didn't say in your original transcript, you can substitute that. And then when you export it, it will, it will sound that way in your audio file. So the beauty is you can create something evergreen. Say maybe you have a training video and you only change one year or an ad campaign and you want to change a different location, perhaps. We actually had an ad campaign that was very creative. I think they used geolocation and then could substitute in with a voiceover of where that person was driving. So it was pretty amazing. My point is like there are many different aspects to keeping your content fresh and editing it down. And then once you have the output, you can then create different formats. So social video, for example. So after you've done your podcast or your video, you would then take a piece of it. It can be used as an audiogram. It can be used on social channels and you can add captions. And what's really important to think about it end to end is there's the creation, the editing, and then how are you marketing yourself? And those are generally the advertising elements. Because today, even if you do a podcast, for example, Video podcast is one of the fastest growing segments. You see that on Spotify. You see that on a number of different channels. And when you're thinking about the social channels that you live on, how are you promoting it? So fairly recently, a couple months ago, we came out with a the ability to, to basically create social video format for social um, channels. Mm-hmm. And more recently, we actually came out with a 22 additional languages for transcription. So by the way, I didn't even mention that when the starting point, when you bring in your audio or video file, it automatically transcribes it 
but you can do the editing. So just to be clear for your listeners, it's not like you have to write it. It's a drag and drop, you mm-hmm. edit like a doc and you've got your output. So yeah, it's as simple as editing a Google doc. Really, it, it is incredible. And for anybody that, you know, wants to create content, whether that's a podcast or our videos on YouTube or whatever it may be for your personal brand or for campaigns, really, this, it, this is the easiest way to do it. And it's, it is fantastic. I was going to add one other kind of interesting thing is because we're trying to make this accessible for everybody. So for example, when I talk about AI, AI is powering so many things right now across so many different applications. Mm-hmm. And in our space, whereas you right now have a nice headset, you probably have a really nice mic there. Yeah, I know where this is Soundproof food. Yep. Well, the this point is, is that- That's true. <laughs> It's, it's like we came out with something called Studio Sound, which was you can recreate, basically creating uh, your recording in a studio anywhere. So we actually did a contest. It was really fun. We had different people record in mil- multiple different environments. One did it in the middle of a thunderstorm. One did it walking on the beach and talking. But the point is when you do your edit, you press a button. And then all of a sudden it elevates your voice. It's really great. It's like, you don't have to have a fancy mic. You don't have to have a soundproof booth. Yeah. And for me, I don't know how to do all the compressing. I know Mikey does it, my, my audio engineer, but with a button, it's just, it's just a click and it it, it really enhances it and all the, I don't know how it does it, but it sounds amazing. And, and the idea then is that it just makes it more accessible for people to create a great quality recording, whether it's audio or video or both. And the, and the whole notion is that you don't need a fancy investment to do that. So that goes to our mission on the simple but powerful is we put powerful tools in the hands of these create any creators and make it available to them. Right. So you get it all, all in script. It, it, it is a great product. Um, and I want to know about like your role specifically within Descript and what, what's your mission, what's your vision specifically? the company? Yeah. So I'm the chief marketing officer. Mm -hmm. So I uh, run marketing within the company and within uh, marketing, I have a set of teams. One is content marketing, Mm -hmm. one is growth, one is product marketing, and then community. So I guess what's unique at Descript is that I've never worked at a company which had so much resources and energy around making making users successful. So we spend a lot of time thinking about the user flow, how they go through things, how can we be helpful at different points in the journey. Mm-hmm. And even the content we create in the blog is very specific to helping people hone their craft. We look at trying to removing the barriers between people's ideas and expression. How do they basically get it out into the universe? So that's a little bit on the marketing team. As uh, is there other things you want to know? Yeah, well, I, well, you you multiple you mentioned multiple different areas of marketing, and yeah, this is predominantly an advertising show, and advertising mm-hmm. advertising is one component of marketing, right? So, can yep. you explain some of the differences between those? You said content, you said community, you said product. What was the other one you mentioned? Product marketing and growth. And growth. Can you just really high level to explain to me, because I don't really know the differences between all those and our listeners probably don't know either. Can you explain the differences between all of those? And I know content marketing for me 
seems to be one of the most important ones nowadays. So is there one that's more important than the others? They all fit in the same ecosystem equally. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Marketing is a portfolio of things that work together for an outcome. And so I can't say only that one, you can't have SEO if you don't have content, mm, the ability to optimize organic search. But if you are trying to bridge into SEO, you might need paid to help build that bridge till you have the authority. So, and at the same time, how are you connecting this back to the kinds of users you want to bring into your application? And, and by because we're freemium, we have both the free users, so signups and also for subscribers, people who are willing to pay and want to pay for these sort of advanced features that we offer in the different uh, packages that we have. When I think about the different teams, content marketing is in charge of everything we need and users need. So it could be ranging from commentary on how best to edit a podcast, for example. What are three things you should be thinking about when you are trying to promote your podcast? And they also support us in a lot of the content that goes across all our channels because we're a multi-channel type of company. There's social channels, there's direct, and there's organic, branded or not branded search. So we have all these things coming together. So the content team is really the engine of the, the kinds of materials that we want to put out there. It could be what we're promoting on a social channel to what we're creating to make users successful in, in whatever output they want to make. Say it's a podcast, say it's a video, right? Sure. Then I have community, which sort of manages and interacts with our users. We're actually very user-driven. We have season events, which are quarterly events that sort of wrap up everything that's new. And we have a CEO that's asked me anything. So it's a very interactive forum. I don't know if you've ever been to one of the season events. And the community function responds and interacts across all of our channels. They're like moderators. They interact. They they facilitate conversations or they're just there when they watch what's going on and they just come in when they need to. So uh, they're always, yeah. So we, they're actually looking at the conversations of where they can be helpful. Mm -hmm. They'll offer some guidance if they need to, if someone needs to um, have, it's like a first level kind of question and answer, then maybe support would be second if there's that kind of a question. Mm -hmm. They're always there to, hear the conversations and what people are loving Monitoring, what people yeah. want and so i think community is important and it's not a passive role it's a very interactive role it so it's been. it's yeah but it's very different a lot of companies have a corporate entity that's at the other end but in in our case it's a real person who's having real conversations so i think that's a, a little bit different and even you'll see it our voice and tone we're your best friend who wants to help you be successful in creating a video or whatever it is yeah. you're trying to do. So that's content marketing. I talked about community, product marketing. Product marketing is really critical for things like product launches, for understanding the ecosystem that we live in, understanding our pricing and bundling. So it's everything around how we put together what we have. So uh, the website and the website copy so there's a lot that goes on there in terms of who you are. And then when I think about the growth team, the growth team is the predominant intersection with advertising in that that's where a lot of our digital advertising spend comes from because we measure pretty closely the return on the investments we make in paid advertising. Yep. We always look at it again 
the, the symbiotic relationship with paid and organic is that the more authority you have, the less you have to spend in paid. So you want to make sure that you're doing the right things in terms of what things you're building content-wise and what things that you are um, spending money on for people to, to come in and learn more about your product. The growth team also has life cycle. So we look at it not just from the point of coming in, it's all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's getting them through and making sure they're successful onboarding, activating all the way through to potentially renewals and then maybe re-engagement. So for some users, they do podcasting all the time. Some do it episodically. So how do you stay relevant and communicate on an ongoing basis so people know what's new and what's possible? We also have creator partnerships mm-hmm. because, again, being part of this creator ecosystem The creator partnerships are important because they inform back to what's important. How is it to use? And at the same time, you're getting to nano audiences, those very specific audiences to to bigger audiences, depending on who you're working with, which creators. Right. And that's really been very inspirational for us because it's helped us define what is it that are opportunities to make people more successful with the kinds of videos and such that they want to create. I guess going back to advertising, that's where the biggest intersection is for where we spend. Yeah. Within growth for advertising. Right. And we talked about, I think it was before we started recording because our usual, my usual conversations are with people that work at ad ad agencies or marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. Well, this time they're coming to you. They're pitching to you, the the vendors that they want to, they want to work for Descript. So what is that like? What do you look for? What is your role to hire those people from your perspective? Tell me what that's like. Yeah. Well, I think it's really important to have clarity where they think they're going to help, right? Because there's different stages of the funnel. Is it top of funnel, Mm -hmm. which is about brand and awareness? Is it mid funnel, which is more about consideration? Or is it lower funnel where it is on the conversion side? So there's different kinds of, of marketing slash advertising that you would do based on how targeted you want to be. Mm. So I think that clarity is super important for anyone pitching. What are you trying to help? Which metric are you trying to help move for us? Do you have any special insights that brings together different data sources that we couldn't put together ourselves? Are you giving a perspective of what are some opportunity areas or target segments we maybe hadn't thought of or ways to go to market around it? So it's very hard to separate sometimes the creative mm-hmm. with, from the added, from the channel or the specific text around it because so much of it is this package. If you're helping with branding, what are you doing on that makes the creative really compelling? Because a lot of what we do is digitally, honestly, mm-hmm. but I think that's almost everybody these yeah. days is it's the creative that sets apart the success of the actual ads. So I think it's very important to have a pretty strong sort of expertise on that, as well as the understanding the techniques and the way things are measured in the digital universe. Views versus conversion activity. How are things tracked? Is it in GA4? What's something right now that you guys are really focusing on that you want to improve? Hmm. It's funny in a startup, there's so many different levers that you can pull. You look at where the big opportunities are. I'd say it's a combination. Uh, so from a growth perspective, mm-hmm. I think growth of obviously is important. We're going to continue to to 
be on this fast track, which is commensurate with the, the markets that we're in from the creator and the business side. And I would say that the kinds of initiatives that we're investing in strongly would be growth from a standpoint of bringing together content and organic, because that helps us for the long term. I think it's always a smart investment to for something you can't and you can't control everything. I think the, the algorithms and everything are a black box, but yeah. there is something to what are you authentically known for? How are you putting it out in the marketplace so people know who you are and what you do? So we're definitely spending a lot of energy on that initiative. We will use paid as a bridge for the places that we want to go as well. And we're investing a lot in the tools and kinds of information that help creators become successful. Because again, this is that sort of tight intertwining of the user experience with marketing and that the more successful we can make creators, the more they'll use Descript and the more satisfaction as well as outcomes that they want to have will accrue. Yeah. And we, I think we highlighted um, some of the ways we help you guys help creators. But is there anything else that you guys are, or you're, you're specifically really proud of or that, that makes your job easier to market because it is such a good product that we haven't talked about? Here's the amazing thing about Descript. Descript shows up because we, well, first of all, we see on social channels, people just randomly talking about it. For example, Tim Ferriss will mention mm-hmm. us in his podcast and say, wow, yeah, I use this. These are unsolicited type of things. People who actually use it and just express their love, which is something that any brand would want to have. It's what comes organically from the market. For example, it was another major software vendor was having a a conference, uh, a conference about storytelling. Mm -hmm. And they had Ira Glass on from from This American Life. Is that right? Yeah. And... He was saying, oh, yeah, there's this magic tools that we use for helping hone our stories because editing is a key part of the storytelling process. Absolutely. So you get things like that. And that to me is great joy. The great joy is finding the successful people that say, boy, this is amazing. And two, the individual creator that said, this used to take me six hours and I just did it in 30 minutes or less. Or less. It's like, especially the killer words. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you for mentioning one of the key features I totally did not mention was the whole notion of that. Once you have your transcript, you can press a button. And I'm sure as you're going to do at the end of this, everywhere I said, or, or, or like. Well, wait, now I'm curious what that's going to do. Oh, it'll be interesting. Cause yeah, is it going to actually going to just. Right, right. It had its out the filler words in one button. And yeah, anybody that's interested in content creation, that is important. And this is really nice. So yeah, it's easy to market a product that is good and is helpful and is people like it. So that's usually the first step. So I, I love talking about it. I love talking about podcasting and creating content. So to the listeners out there, and I'm sure the same goes for you, reach out to me or Nadja if you're curious on how you can better your content or for me specifically, how we can tailor that to your advertising portfolio to make you stand out in the hiring process, which we'll, we're going to talk about advice on that towards the end of this. But for now, I want to segue into how you got into this. It's called breaking and entering for a reason. So how did you 
break into marketing specifically. And like we've said before, we talk about advertising a lot. You've already glimpsed, you helped us out so much understanding those different types of roles within the script for marketing. But how did you get into this? What was your big break? How did you break into uh, to marketing? I started as an engineer. So let's put that at the... At, the like, at University of Michigan, who's in the Sweet 16 at this moment. We don't... This will, be, this will be late, posted later. So they might have won it by now. Who knows when this will be posted? But fingers we crossed. Can only, we can only dream, right? At least we did beat Ohio State this year then in football. That was good. Sorry, that'd probably be edited out for anyone who went to Ohio State. No, um, okay. I went to Illinois, so... All right, there we go. Life's sad right now, but it's all good. All right. So I started as an engineer at IBM, actually, and pretty much decided that it was interesting, but I really loved the relationships that I saw on the sales side. And I I moved over to sales, really liked developing product stories, then went into product strategy, which was more around how does a product fit a marketplace? And at that point, I decided I wanted to go to business school because I wanted to experiment with one more bus stop I call along my journey. Mm -hmm. So my journey was all around trying on different shirts. I loved learning. I liked technology, but didn't want to be an engineer per se. Sales was interesting and it taught me a lot about how to read people and how to interact and how to try and dive into what was important in the moment. But I wanted to try management consulting and that gave me a chance to travel the world because I was doing it internationally. And then bring it up a level. How does all this stuff fit together? Like what is strategy? How do you talk about getting someone from point A to point B? So it was a great part of getting me to the point where my next job was actually marketing because I had expertise. So I think what's really important is as you think about your career, what are the sort of nuggets that you're building, you're capturing along the way? It could be around the content and the industries that you have expertise in. Because that helped me come in because I became the expert in certain tech industries for a technology company. Mm -hmm. And then once I was there, I was able, after three years and starting up a new division, say, I helped this company then get into a new marketplace. It was when e-commerce was sort of taking off and we were creating a new solution there, which was very exciting because companies were IPOing all around us. (laughs) Being in technology, that's all you hear about. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I I broke in and became industry marketing, which was like the marriage of industry and, and then understanding a little bit more about how this applies and how you could work with sales to get a, a smooth path from interest all the way to, to close. From there, I went to another company, another startup. And, and here's another sort of thing. I went from very big companies like IBM, and then I also worked at Salesforce to more startups like Agile and EatOpen. Both of those were IPO companies, companies that went to the public markets. It's really important to have that breadth because you understand a little bit more about the playbook. What's the sequence of things? What are the kinds of things that marketing is expected to deliver, especially if you're a small company and you want to go public? What's your story? What's your plan? How is marketing supporting the growth of the company? And those kind of experiences helped me get to my first CMO position was at Prezi. Mm-hmm. I was an interview mode and I was there for three and a half plus years. And that was a wonderful experience because 
Sometimes in tech, you, you go down a path, you either B2B or B2C. Like, are you dealing with consumers? Are you dealing with businesses? And Prezi was great because it brought together both. It was consumer and businesses. And that helped me in terms of my, getting to my current role, which at Descript, we sell to creators in business, creators that are individuals. Mm-hmm. And you want to look at, from a marketing standpoint, how do you segment them? How do you speak to them? How do you find the right channels in which they're in? So if there's anything I've shared in this journey, which is that it is not a straight road. And I think that having the kinds of experiences that allow you to find a different entry point into marketing. So you may find an entry point based on where you're coming from today, but but understand that the more experiences you have, the more empathy you can have for functional roles you work with, the more valuable you are as a team player or leading up an organization at some point. Wow. Absolutely. What about advice for somebody that wants to just start right away, just right out of college? Go straight into marketing? Yeah. Yeah. So agencies are always a great training ground. Let me, and I'll tell you why. I love to hire people from, from agencies like creatives and others because they get the experience of understanding how to communicate, clarifying and having a working sort of project management uh, approach to how they work with their end clients. And they also get a variety of experiences. So you may work on a fast turnaround versus something that's a longer term, more strategic play. And if, if you can get that kind of job right out of school, and again, I would say if you are a bit more quantitative, for example, things like SEO agencies, in addition to advertising agencies, to the creative side, if that's where your bent is, because all of these roles come together and it's important to know how they fit. Yeah. So those would be ones. Big companies are great too, because they also have training programs. Right. So any of the social channels would probably be good because again, they're very advertising driven. If you understand the role of someone on the other side, you are more powerful when, if you want to sell advertising solutions, it would be great to know what did people evaluate when they looked at advertising solutions, if you were in a company. So if you have, if you can be in that role, it's, I, I think a unique perspective. And the other thing I would say is, I always believe in having some element of international in your career path as well, because not everything is the same around the world and you have to understand nuances. And then you at least know what questions to ask when you think about it on a bigger scale at some point in your career. So an international opportunity is always a good thing in my book. It's a little bit different. I know the world is different now, so I can safely say it really may not look like what it did before, but um, working even with other regions is really good. Yeah. Those are all valid ones. And if you are a creator and want to make a business, you'll have to be very tenacious. But to build your own brand, you have the tools and the abilities to start something tomorrow and start experimenting. Because now versus any other time that I can think of, you are your own brand. You're creating your own channel. You're creating your own content following and maybe following your passion, whatever it is. So whereas I would say that wasn't as accessible not that long ago, I think there is a whole new path there. 
So it's interesting. I want to encourage. I well, I'm just trying to encourage a, a broad spectrum of where you could start, honestly. Uh, well, that was really interesting. And I think speaking from this podcast, I think if you're a student or we're at, what any age, really, but especially for students, like if you're if you're still in college, it, they want to build around you. Like your university will give you the funds. They will promote you. They want to see their current students and alumni doing great. So you're, there's so many untapped resources within your, your own institution that you might not be aware of that you need to look into. Absolutely. And, and now more than ever, I've seen a bunch of creator funds pop up. Mm -hmm. So if you are known as an expert in a particular area and you want to share your expertise, here's your chance. Here's your forum. And then you'll find like people who want to want to learn about that. We even see like we're participating right now with LinkedIn creator funds. So that's a creator initiative, which is a funding sort of the next generation of creators. And we're working with an, a lot of third parties now that want to invest in this next generation of, I consider them almost in some cases, like an advertising channel for some companies. And when you work with creators, if it's an authentic connection, I don't mean to say it's just a one, you just pay and that's how it works. No. It has to have a direct authentic connection and an something that both parties believe in and yeah. and makes sense in the spectrum of what they talk the goals about. Goals have to align, mutually beneficial. It, it's mm -hmm. got to be clear cut. This makes sense, not forced. Mm -hmm. The first one I can think of is a Charlie D'Amelio coffee. Dunk. Oh. I don't, that was a while ago, but I don't know if that's yeah, the for example, example, best example, but there's a lot better ones out there. Well, for us, one thing we would do is for creators that are helping other creators become successful in their craft, makes whether sense. it is, would make sense because we want to make sure they know like, hey, there's a way you can do this. They would talk about it. And then that would also be shared with their followers. Yeah. If I were you, or if I was on your community team, I would just, I would be all over YouTube figuring out instructional videos. Buzzsprout, I know is one that I think I know of. Uh -huh. But that's how I found out you about you guys. But find out who those those YouTube creators, the those guides, the experts, and reach out to them. But I agree. They live on they YouTube. They live on TikTok. We find them on Instagram. All of those. And we've actually come out with a new series called The Script Tips. If you haven't been on YouTube, they're super fun oh, shorts. Good. I'm gonna follow that. So it is a whole set of like quick tips that you can use and. They're super fun to watch, even if you didn't want to do editing, I have to say. Yeah. We have a very unique brand voice, and you'll see that reflected in these videos. Hmm. What would you, what's the tone? It's very fun, actually. Fun and approachable. Mm -hmm. And we don't take ourselves too seriously. And, and you can tell, even in an instructional video, that that kind of brand voice comes through. Okay. Well, we'll be the judge of that. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> exactly. There's even a button you can push around. So there you go. They've named him. I think it's going to become a mascot. I don't know. There's a button you can push around. <laughs> Very funny. Well, th that's all the questions I have. But is there anything else that you maybe wrote down that you were really thinking about today that you wanted to bring up? I'll leave that to you. No big deal if not. The other question I had after that was, how can we reach out to you? I would recommend on LinkedIn. So you'll find me at and I think my name will be listed on this. Uh, yeah. So I would say LinkedIn would be a great way. And uh, 
I'll endeavor to get back as soon as I can. Yes, very busy. I'm really looking forward to hear if there's any feedback or if you have any more interest in Descript, visit Descript.com. And also check out the YouTube channel. A lot of great material on that. And hopefully I'll be able to someday for all your viewers and showcase their great work. So I love it. that would be a joy for me. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope so too. Thank you so much for coming on and all the great advice. It's really fantastic. Thank you. Did you hear anything on this episode about a job you'd like to have someday soon in advertising, strategy, design, the kind of job where you use your brain and your creativity? If you did, chances are a portfolio can really help you get that job. That's where Chicago Portfolio School comes in. They have programs and classes that help you show off your thinking and get you the job you want. So visit them at chicagoportfolio.com. And if you drop my name, Gino, into the chat box, they'll send you more info and a cool Sharpie. Or just some more info. You can decide that. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests, better break-ins, if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod. It's all one word, breaking and entering pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn. They want to connect. So do that. And thank you. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Bujan Zhang, our creative director. Can't do without you two and a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz, their PR agency, and it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest.